Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, it's Kim here, and today I have a great episode with you. It is a guest that I probably would not have sought out, but she sought me out, and I am so excited to have her on the show. She is Hope Zavara from Mother Trucker Yoga. Right, you heard me, Mother Trucker. Her primary audience is truck drivers, but if you think about it, a truck driver is running from, you know, one location to the next location with not a lot of time for health and fitness. And so she has come up with a way to make health and fitness really simple and how to be more mindful about your choices. And that's my jam. That's what I try to share with you guys. And in this episode today, I love the simple little things that she shared about how one, she came up with this idea, but two, what she works with her clients on and you know these are these are guys you know and all of us know guys in our life who just don't want to do the do and the little things she helps them to incorporate the small steps that she helps them to do in order to bring health and fitness into their life i think you will get so much out of this episode you will have a few things that you're like you know what i can give that a try so do me a favor listen to the show Give one of the things a try and then reach out to myself and hope and say, hey, I tried the little step that you gave me and I'm really excited about it. All right, ladies, enjoy the show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by ML Martel. She writes, five stars. Kim is more than just knowledgeable in just health and fitness. She is supportive, reassuring, and on the level. She gives it to you straight, just the way most people need it. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate that review. And you too can review Fit Girl Magic Podcasts. Just go to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to this show and just leave me a five-star review. Um, I love them. I take them to heart. I just want to make sure that I'm bringing you the best stuff. So thank you so much for all of you who have left me a review so far. I can't wait to highlight you. Magic Maker, today I have an interesting, well, I always have interesting people, but she's hyper interesting. Is that a word? If it's not, let me know. So she is a hyper interesting person because she runs a company called Mother Trucker. And it is not what you think. It is a company that works with truckers, you know, like the truckers on the on the road, like the long haul truckers. 
she works specifically with them, which we're going to unpack that because that's just freaking amazing. But I was like, well, girl, I don't talk to truckers. I don't think I even know a trucker. I'm like, what do you, what can you share with me? But she's like, no, I can talk about ways for us to find ways to find movement in every single day. And the one thing I hear so many of you say, oh, I just don't have time. Hope will help you figure out a way to make time for even the simplest, smallest thing. So Hope, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim, so much for having me on. I am excited for our conversation today. Yeah. So really, so when you first like approached me and I could, you know, scroll through your stuff, I was like, yeah, not for me. And then you were like, oh no. And I love when I love it because it's like, you know, we all see what we see. Yes. And and I'm like, I don't know any women who are truckers, and I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> they are, there are. <laughs> So let's just like unpack that. Like here you are a health and fitness person. What made you think I need to work with truckers? Sure. No, I, well, I didn't get my start in trucking. I'm not a truck driver. My dad's not a truck driver, Um, but I am in recovery and I was looking for something. Are you struggling with belly fat no matter what you do? You feel like the belly fat just came on overnight and it just won't budge. You are sick of feeling like you're doing everything wrong when it comes to losing the belly fat. You've tried every diet, every workout out there, and nothing seems to get it to budge. I hear you. That was me. That's why I created Cracking the Belly Fat Code. In this workshop, I will teach you to create a routine about with your food and your workout that will work with your schedule and your belly fat, finally putting you on the path to kissing belly fat goodbye. So if you're ready to find a food and workout program that leaves you feeling satisfied and getting rid of that belly fat, make sure you hop on the wait list. This is coming later this spring, and I want to make sure you're the first person to know all about it. Grab the link in my show notes. Something to help me, something to give me hope, something to grab onto uh, almost 20 years ago now. And out of options, someone said to me one day, you look like someone that would practice yoga. And full disclosure, I live in a small town in Wisconsin. I don't even think I ever heard that word until before that day. But I went home and I looked up where I could find a yoga class. I found one and I showed up. I was half the age of everybody else. But something magical happened that day in that yoga class. For the first time in forever, my mind felt clear and I was calm. And that kind of set me on a journey to really start to dive into yoga But as someone that was trying to figure out how to get well, how to get healthy, how to get rid of anxiety and depression and all of these things I was, you know, kind of looking at myself as, I started recognizing a different approach to yoga. And it it was the idea of breaking things down into bite-sized pieces Mm -hmm. because I prayed for years. Dear Lord, please let me wake up tomorrow and be normal. And sadly, that never happened. Because I was trying to bite off this idea that health and wellness was this like big, huge box that I had to do perfectly. Mm. And so I eventually opened a yoga studio and started a yoga school. And my whole approach to health and wellness was always like breaking things down because that's how I got well. It wasn't an overnight fix. It was changing tiny little things in my life. Well, five years ago, I wanted to make a change. And I felt like I kind of did everything I could do um, with my yoga studio and I wanted to make a bigger impact. 
And so I was at a local business mixer here in my small hometown and I start talking to this guy and I'm trying to pitch him corporate yoga. And he looks at me and says, do you have anything for truck drivers <laughs> like in the cab of the truck? And I think I'm funny sometimes. And I threw up my hands and I said, mother trucker yoga, just trying to get a rise out of this guy. And he looks at me and says, that's brilliant. That's it. <laughs> Want to go into business together? Wow. And the next morning he called me up and uh, four months later, we built a business from scratch. And a year later, I bought him out of the business because I was really kind of doing everything. And I've been helping truck drivers that are living a sedentary lifestyle with small, simple changes that they can do right from the cab of the truck uh, ever since. You know, and it's funny because it's like, I, um, my mentor, he, uh, his wife, uh, came to him and said, my husband's a truck driver and, you know, she's like, he's crisscrossing the country, you know, two weeks out of the, out of the month and he's home for two weeks. And during the two weeks he's home, I can control things. I can be like, get that out of your mouth. But, you know, two weeks out of, you know, it's, they get paid to get there as fast as they can. So she's like, he's not going to stop and try to find the best food. It's like he gets gas and whatever's at the gas station, he's going to buy. And well, and sometimes they can't. It's not an option for them because their company doesn't allow them to go off route or there's no place to park. Right. Um, and that's a lot like everyday people's lives. Yeah. We have busy schedules. We don't always have time. Things don't always go right. And although we do have more flexibility than we think, I think for the average person in my experience is we're just we're biting off more than we can chew. We're looking at exercise and fitness and health all wrong. Yeah. And it's about breaking it down and adding it into your everyday life throughout the whole day. Right. And it's also, I think what, what you said is that like, you know, when she described her husband's life and the way you just described it, it's like, we have our own routes, you know, there might not be a boss who's checking me in on GPS, but we all have our own life that it's like between kids pick up and work schedules where if it's not in the direct path between me and the next thing I'm not going to deviate to get a salad I'm not going to deviate to go to the gym so like you said it's like we need to start to figure out how do we make it so you know stupid easy for people to find health in their life absolutely well I have four essential movements that I believe everyone has to do in order to age healthy. This is the premise of what I teach my drivers, uh, foundational movement. And this is actually what I also taught my students when I had my yoga studio. And the first movement we want to try to be doing every single day. So this isn't about me getting my yoga clothes on and going to the yoga studio or the gym. Right. This is like, where do I have 30 seconds? So the exactly. first movement is squatting. Yeah, Our bodies are designed to squat. So where can you add in a squat or two? Is right. it when you're folding clothes every time you reach down you got to squat down right. i have a rule whenever i go into the bathroom i have to do 10 squats before i leave so it's just like 30 seconds and i'm done i got some right. movement in. so yeah. where can i sprinkle these things in but also recognizing how little we as a culture and a society tend to move on a daily basis. Oh God. So we're kind of putting exercise in a box. Like yeah. oh, check the box. I exercise. Now I'm not going to move at all. That's not healthy either. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Cause I, um, you know, and there's numerous studies about just fixed exercise only gives you, but so much. And it's mm -hmm. really more about the acts of um, daily living that are really going to get you more bang for your buck.
Yes. Yes. So squatting, the second one is reaching. How many times a day do you reach up overhead? As we age, if you look at your seniors in your life, what are we doing? Taking all the stuff out of the high cabinets because we don't want them to get hurt. But we're taking away a a super important movement that we need to age healthy. When we reach our arms up our head, we're actually stretching our lower back. And how many people do you know have lower back problems? How often do you reach above your shoulder? More people than not don't do it very often throughout the day. So how and where can you add more reaching in? That's just you sitting back in your seat at your computer and stretching your arms overhead and pulling them back. It feels good. You can do that. That's movement. That's counts. So we have squatting, reaching, and the next one is bending. How many times can you bend forward from the hip? Not the same Mm -hmm. as rounding and slouching and punching. But where can I bend to stretch my hamstring, stretch my back and and get that essential movement in? And the last one's twisting. How is it that I can twist even just in my seat, on the couch, in the driver's seat, when you buckle your seatbelt, twist the other way? All these movements count. Yeah. No, and I like all of that because I, I think about, you know, who do you know that doesn't have a bad back? Who do you know that, you know, uh, because of shoulder whatever issues maybe can reach the top of their head. Maybe. Yes. Well, and in looking at even people that are going to PT for rehab exercises for any number of reasons, how many of them, once they do their exercises at the PT or, you know, whatever at home, then they don't move the rest of the day. That's not health. That is not healthy living. That's a moment in your day that you're choosing to do healthy things what I've really recognized in my own personal life and working with thousands of people over the last 20 years, it really is about adding these things in in bite-sized pieces so we don't get overwhelmed. And also so we don't have this all or nothing mentality. Yeah. I don't know how much you can, but I meet so many people that if they feel like they do one thing wrong, like, oh, I, I ate something bad. I might as well just throw in the towel or I didn't get to the gym. Now I should punish myself extra hard. Like that's not healthy mentality either. And that's also causing more problems for you in the long run. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Because I, I see that like, and I'm guilty of this too. Like I had this like checklist. If I didn't do these things, then it wasn't a workout. And so, and a workout had to last a certain amount of time where I don't know who taught us that a workout had to be X number of minutes, hours, whatever. But we like, it's so ingrained in our system where not like my number was two hours. If it was not two hours, why workout? Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I wasn't getting any benefit. Who told me this? I don't know. It was, it was a great story in my head. But now I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I only have 15 minutes and I'm just going to make the mess, best of that 15 minutes. And that counts and that's enough. And we can also look at food as well. And this is something I'm constantly working with my drivers with where, you know what? We don't always have access to the perfect things. And why is it that we can't have a hamburger once in a while? Why is it that we can't, you know, have those French fries once in a while? Why is it that it's a never thing or people are like, I'm never going to eat sugar again. Good Uh, for you. But I also want to be a human and enjoy life. Exactly. Why can't we practice moderation? And why isn't that something to strive for? And so that's really what I'm teaching my drivers is it's not an all or nothing or black and white. It's not never drink a soda again, but instead, how about you drink a bottle of water first and then have a soda? Yeah. 
and, I, and it's funny because you talk about sugar and all these people are like, oh my God, sugar's the devil, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, if I go back in my dieting history, there's been multiple devils. And every time we've dispelled why it wasn't the devil, it was just the fact that we're just eating too much, too damn much of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like you, like if you're on the road and you always reach for the Coke, you're like, have the Coke, because if I deny myself the Coke, I'm just going to be driving miles and miles and miles thinking about that Coke. And then it's just going to end up being this big snowball where if I said, I'm going to buy that Coke, I'm going to drink the water. And in 500 miles, I'm going to have that Coke. Great. Awesome. You, you know, it wasn't like, I'm going to buy six Cokes. It's like, still have it. It's going to give you that satisfaction because I mean, just, you know, I know me, I don't really like when I'm driving, I just want to be gets from A to B. If I'm a trucker, I want to have the same thing. And then like you get stuck in traffic, like how much traffic do those guys see? Like, and you just want to have a little pleasure on the road. Well, and if you talk to most people that feel like they're unhealthy or they've been told they're unhealthy, the common link between all of them is that they're doing too much of something. Yeah. Too much sugar, too much carbs, too much sitting, uh, too much soda, too much smoking, um, whatever it is, it's usually too much of something. Right. And so what does that tell us? It doesn't tell us that we have to stop doing that. What it says is that we need to cut back on what it is that we're doing. And some of the healthiest people I've met eat cake. They, they go out yes. and they have a margarita when they have Mexican food. Um, you know, they, they take a little small handful of their kids' Skittles once in a while. Um, you know, they, they have pancakes on a Saturday morning, but they're not doing it every day, all day, and five times the amount that they should be eating. They understand portion control. They understand moderation. And with that, when we also have good nutrition in our body, we also crave less. So yeah. have the hamburger, but eat the dang salad. I don't care if you don't like it. You know, I don't like a lot of things, but I still do it because I know it's good for me. Right. No. And and you're, and you're spot on. Cause it's like, um, there it's, it's, it's a psychological name, but I can't think of off the top of my head, but it's like when I plant the seed in my head about pizza and I'm like, Oh, pizza. And like, my brain's like, Oh yeah, let's do pizza. And then, you know, you get to the pizza place and then you're like, I gotta be good. I'm going to have a salad. And so the whole time your your brain is like, this is not a pizza. And the whole time your brain is seeking that taste or whatever that feeling you will get from pizza. And so what could have been a three to 500 calorie fun endeavor now might turn into a multi-thousand calorie endeavor because you're like, your brain is seeking that pizza feeling that you never gave it because you're being good. And then you go home and you eat a bunch of crap at right. 30 at night because you're mad that you didn't get what you wanted. Um, and there's such a psychological component to not just food, but also exercise. And so this is why I'm a big promote promote proponent of lifestyle movement. Mm. I believe that the epidemic that's plaguing us right now, depression and anxiety as two of the leading mental health issues is because we as a culture just don't move enough. And no. when we start moving, we boost oxytocin, we boost serotonin and dopamine in the brain neurotransmitters, which make us feel good. And when we feel good, we're not reaching for the crappy food. And when we're not reaching for the crappy food, we make good choices. Right. That's the cycle that we want to be in. You don't need a scientist or a doctor to tell you that. Like, right. stop eating the crap. You're going to feel good. When you feel good, you're going to go for a walk with your dog. When you go for a walk with your dog, you're like, I feel amazing. I'm right. going to have a smoothie instead of right. I'm going to eat 12 cupcakes. 
and it's funny because you're right because it's like these little things but you know again us as a society it's of the people who are like i'm gonna wear my apple watch close all my damn rings i'm gonna hit my ten thousand steps and the person who's like well i'm probably only gonna two thousand steps so i might as well just sit down where it's like get a couple extra hundred more than you got yesterday Yep, I agree. Well, and looking at the practicality of it. So when I work with my drivers and the same is too, when I'm talking to my family and friends, if you're trying to get more movement in, maybe you have a step goal and you go home at night and you're like, oh, it's too dark and it's really cold outside. There's nothing saying that you can't walk in place and watch your favorite show on Netflix. A lot right. of my drivers do this all the time. They walk in place in their truck because sometimes safety is an issue yep. and they talk on the phone with their best friend or their spouse, or they watch a TV show or they listen to an audiobook and they just walk in place. That right. counts. That's not like magically canceled out because it's not on a treadmill. You're not at a gym. You're not outside. You're not wearing workout gear like that all counts. And so I really want to encourage listeners to reflect and kind of take inventory on how it is you look at what living healthy is like. And maybe that needs a tune up. Maybe you need to change your perspective on what being healthy looks like, because maybe that's an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. And oh, goodness, we could go on a whole. (laughs) We could have a whole another podcast on unrealistic expectations. Let's do it. <laughs> because that that's right. Because it's like, I was, I literally just had another uh, podcast interview about an hour ago. And we were talking about how I decide on Monday that this, I'm going to do all these things. And if I don't get any results by Friday, I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know who started this whole you're supposed to lose one to two pounds a week blah 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 blah, blah. and then you know you kind of make meaning out of it you're like how come hope can do it and i can't do it and and now it's like well should i even try and we Mm -hmm. never like take a look at our actions it's more about i didn't get the results that i you know i thought i should get but we don't have any backup for it you know, it's like, I want a million dollars. And no matter how much I scroll through my checking account, it ain't going to be there. Isn't that true? And so it's like, what, what am I doing every day to improve my health? But also there's a component of how do I feel? Because I think a lot of people in my experience, and it's my understanding that many people feel good but they think it's not good enough. yeah. And so they keep striving for this perfectionism Mm. that quite frankly doesn't exist. And I don't know about you, but half the stuff I see on the interweb nowadays, I don't even believe is true anyways. I know. Whether it's someone saying something, but more importantly on social media, like you see somebody and they lost 20 pounds and they look great. And it's like, did they do that in a healthy way? are they starving? I I have a friend that's uh, competing right now to be in a like a miss like bodybuilding pageant. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. looks great. But it was so great. She posted the other day and she's like, I'm cold all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm irritable. My hormones are everywhere. My period is erratic. I'm not sleeping well. Um, I'm angry at, at a moment's notice, but she looks great. But all of those things are happening to her. She has to work out all the time. She's like cut her calories more than in half in order to achieve this. And she's just like, I'm doing this because I want to check this off my bucket list. But I would never, ever live this way on a regular basis. And it was such a great 
transparent post that I was like, good for you. Like, yeah. good for you saying this when you're showing these results, because that's not healthy. That's not realistic. And that's definitely not practical. And it's, and it's funny. Um, that's, uh, I competed myself, so I know exactly. Awesome. I know exactly like what she's going through right now. And then I also see these, uh, posts of like, Hey, get a competitor's diet. And I'm like, why, like, why would you want to do that to yourself? You know, like I, I, now I'm I, on the other side of it. I'm like, life's too short. Like, don't you want to have cake at your kid's birthday party? Don't you want to go out with your sweetie and enjoy an evening without you being like, is there any butter, oil, sugar, blah? Like I was that person. And I'm like, Oh my God, how do people go out to dinner with me? I was a diva. I understand. Well, coming from, I, I had an eating disorder for many years. And so I had to relearn this whole relationship with mm-hmm. food again. And what I realized for me is I, one, had all of these emotions tied into why I wasn't or was doing something. And until I dealt with those, I yeah. wasn't able to let that go. I was counting calories for all the wrong reasons. I was eliminating all these things in the name of healthy, right? Like, oh, don't do this. Oh, eat this. Oh, watch that. And I was being healthy or that was my claim. But then as time went on, I realized like this isn't healthy. And, And really what I noticed in my body as I was trying to get well, and I still had all of these like disclaimers and expectations on what the foods I was eating was my body started to break down. I was losing muscle. I was mm-hmm. craving protein. I was craving, I was vegan. Healthy and my body was deteriorating and my body was starting to crave these things. So, for those of you listening, is your body asking for something? Yeah. And listen to that. If there's anything I've learned from yoga, it's the art of listening to yourself. Yeah. And slowing down and going, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this agitation? Why am I hungry right now? Why do I feel like I'm always craving chocolate? Why do I feel like I always need this? Because a lot of times when you crave foods, it's also connected to a lack. You're lacking iron. You're lacking magnesium. You're lacking vitamin B. And so I started kind of doing research. I started tracking, you know, why I'm craving these things. And then I had some blood tests done and I was like, sure enough. I was super low in iodine. I was super low in zinc. I was super low in magnesium. And those were all the foods that I was craving. So I fixed my nutrition on a deeper level. I stopped craving those things. But then I started getting to the deep part of like, why do I feel like I can or can't eat these things? Who told me that? Like who said I had to be vegan? Who said I can't eat something with carbs in it? Who said that if if I eat something that has maybe a chemical in it, that I'm gonna, somehow going to die? Like right. nobody. Yeah. And it's, it, and I, you know, I love how you're like, it's the simple things, you know, it's like many of us in the search of health, we got to wipe the whole table off. Like, you know, it's like that magician who pulls the tablecloth out from underneath everything. And we don't have to pull the tablecloth. You know, it, it's the, the water before the sugar, water before the, the soda simple mm-hmm. keep. And it's like, and at some point you're not going to want the, the, the soda anymore. Absolutely. I, and it's like, I wish I could predict that. I wish I could be like in two weeks time, you're not going to want that soda. I wish I could predict that. Cause I would be a millionaire, but it's, you're like, you're going to say at some point, that, that soda is just not going to, or maybe you have a soda once a week. 
Mm-hmm. And but that's what people are buying into, Kim. Like they are looking for this quick fix in X amount of days results. Yeah. But then yet they don't follow that protocol. Mm-hmm. But then the other part is, is that something you're willing to do for life? Like it's yeah. great. Do a detox, do a cleanse, get rid of all that, start fresh. I, I think that's fantastic. But if that's also keeping you from life, moderation, I go back to again, like mm-hmm. I, I was going to parties and going to events and never eating at them. And I was missing out on right. the conversation on the socialization. Cause I had this like paranoia in my head. I was angry. I was bitter. And it was like, this is not health hope. This yeah. is not what life is meant to be like. So I yes. debunk why I was still holding on to these beliefs when they were clearly hurting me. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I was talking with a woman about hypnosis and really finding out like, what is like the root cause of our behavior? Because there's so much um, subconscious programming that, you know, for the women who are listening to the show, they're 40 plus. And we were on the front lines of diet culture. You know, there was some new diet every X number of days, it felt like. And we were programmed into, I must follow this a specific protocol because that's how I'm going to save myself from myself versus what you're, you know, and what has now been the shift, thank goodness, of how do you feel? What's your body saying to you? You know, when you eat that, what is the response your body gives you? Like if your body's, if if you're double, double with cramps, maybe that food isn't good for you versus I'm just going to willy nilly cut it off because I saw some girl on TikTok tell me that, you know, I shouldn't have fennel anymore, you know, so whatever the food group is, and we just kind of just radically pull it out. I agree. Or it's like, or I'm going to eat only grapefruit or I'm right. going to only eat tomatoes or I'm going to only eat this or that. And uh, what's the word? It's a um, health orexia. Yeah. That, uh, as someone that has had eating disorders in the past, I'm like super aware of not falling into those traps where I start to restrict myself for wrong reasons. Right. You know, it's one thing like hope cut out the ice cream at 1030 at night. That's not a good idea. Once in right. a while when I'm watching a movie with my kids, heck Yeah. But it's like, that's like, stop eating in bed. Stop doing these things. Like, right. that's not a good idea. Don't go to bed on a full stomach. Like, th- that's all common sense stuff most of the time. Right. Um, but when you see these patterns kind of pop up, it's like, start to be aware of why you're doing right. that in the first place. Because most of us are reaching the food for food because there's something else going on in our lives. Agreed. Agreed. And And, and I absolutely love that. And, you know, getting back to what we talked about in the beginning where you like you gave these really simple movements right and so it it doesn't require me to have a gym membership it doesn't require me to have any special equipment and it's things that like we as you alluded to is that what does your schedule and your day look like and could you pack this in you know like as i'm waiting for something in the microwave could i do those 10 squats Absolutely. And that's what makes it so fun and easy. And then you feel like you can check the box. I don't know about you, but I like checking boxes. Right. And then you're like, oh, I could do more. Oh, I could do more. And the same is true on the food side. If you've never drank in water, you're not a water drinker. Telling yourself you have to drink eight bottles or 16 cups of water every day is scary. 
So right. how about just start with one? Yeah. You're not really used to eating fruits and vegetables. I tell my drivers, you know, eat one fruit and one vegetable every day. And then let's try to do this for about a month and then come back to me and let's reassess. Right. And they're like, but I'm supposed to eat five vegetables a day. I'm like, dude, you're not even eating one. Right. Like, let's just start there. And their minds are blown because they've been told like they're bad, they're wrong, and they have to do this big, huge thing. Right. And then they feel like they never can be good enough or achieve it. No wonder so many people have given up on health because we keep feeding them the, the biggest possible scenario we have to achieve instead of meeting them where they are. Nobody runs a marathon the next day after deciding I'm going to run a marathon, right. never having run a day in their life. No, they start at the beginning. They start with a half a mile or a mile and they start kind of walk running and then they slowly build up to that marathon over many, many, many weeks and months. The same right. is true for our health. And it's, and it's funny you say that because it's like, you're right. You know, no one wakes up and says, you know, it's Tuesday. I should run a marathon today. No, no one, no one ever wakes up and says that. Or if I run before and then right. goes and does 23 miles, like, I don't know anyone that's done that. And if they did, they're probably hurting like a crazy person. Right. Or they're on the side of the road and you're like, what happened to you? Like they're, you know, probably not even a mile in and they're like, this was not a good idea. Yeah. And then they're defeated. And then right. they feel like a failure and then they give up. And oftentimes people like that revert back even worse than where they were when they started. Because it's never the, I chose, I, I, it's never because I chose a path that was a little too aggressive for me. It's always me. It's like, mm -hmm. I wasn't, oh my gosh, yes, Kim. I, I didn't have enough willpower. I didn't have enough discipline. No girl, you chose to climb Mount Everest and you don't have hiking boots. Like, that's it. That's all you don't true. have a Sherpa. You have no right. experience. Like you just thought of this yesterday and watched one YouTube video. Of course you're going to fail. And so I just really believe in the practical, small, like momentum building changes that we can make in our health. Whether you're a school teacher, a plumber, a truck driver, an accountant, it doesn't matter. Right. We can all make a decision to change one thing in our lives today. Because here's the beauty. If you change one thing, you add one thing to your day every day for an entire year, at the end of that year, you are 365% better yep. than when you started. I don't know about you, but that's a that's a big improvement. That's yeah. a really big improvement. And consistency is where it's at. Anyone can do anything for a day or a week or maybe even a month if someone's really forcing them, but it's the person that does it for the long haul. It's the person that keeps doing it when the challenge is over, the excitement fades, the cameras are gone, nobody's cheering them on, and they keep showing up. Why yeah. not commit to one thing, then promising yourself the moon and trying to do 10 things, failing at all of them, and then saying, I guess health is not for me, and then wondering a year from now while you're, why you're worse off than where you were before. Yeah, I, I uh, like a thousand percent agree with you. I'm uh, there's a book that I always talk about. And so for those of you uh, magic makers who are listening, you know, I'm, I always talk about this book because this book like cracked this open for me. It's called The Power of One Thing. Ooh. And it's a fabulous book. And it's 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 written by a real estate person, uh, uh, Gary Keller. And he talks about what is the goal you're trying to achieve? So if I'm trying to achieve health 
I can start listing all the things that I think or all the things I know that are going to get me to health. Mm. But then I look at the list and I say, what is that one thing that's going to be the domino? So if I start doing this one thing well, what's it going to tip over next? Then the next domino, the next domino, the next domino. And that was such a like a visual for me that I was like, you're right. Because it's like, if I skip to like the 10th domino, but I didn't nail these first nine, I'm going to keep going back to the drawing board because I'm trying to like play catch up. Where, yeah. as you said, if I'm not drinking any water and I tell myself I have to drink a gallon of water and I have to bring this jug of water with me every damn place I go, then I'm probably going to get resentful because I'm going to keep looking at the jug of water. I'm going to be like, I only took four sips today. <sighs> well, that sucks. I'm just going to go back to doing whatever it was I was doing. But if I just had like a little baby bottle and you say, just finish this baby bottle, then if you feel like you want more, go for it then I will feel more accomplished when I look down in the rig and I see, I have like, Hey, I had 10 of these today. Look at me. Look at me go. Mm -hmm. It's a lowest hanging fruit. Like what's the easiest thing for you to do to build momentum off of. And I don't know, Kim, where we went wrong as a society that we started to believe that the small little things don't matter. And, and people even talk about like the small stuff now, but right. when you look at programs that are out there, when you look at coaches that are out there, there's all this like rise and grind, go big, uh, you know, you're not doing enough. And Hey, I, I'm a rise and grind girl. You know, I'm willing to work into the night. If I have a project, I got to finish it. Don't get me wrong. Right. I, I'm willing to, to, to do those things. But if that's what we're promoting, when people are at their wits end, when people mm. are trying to get well and get healthy or accomplish something, it's no wonder people feel like they're feeling because that's what our culture is promoting. And this idea of success is like so elitist that if you're not perfect, if you're not top 10, you know, podcast, if you haven't lost 100 pounds, like you're not good enough. And I just feel like this is why I had an eating disorder. Like this is why I was the way I was because I felt like nothing I ever do is good enough. Nothing I ever do is going to be accomplishing the way other people are accomplishing stuff. And I was trying to punish myself and like restrict enough and do all these things to like fit that mold, but I still never fit it. And I really just, I'm super passionate about debunking this. Yeah. I see so many people unhappy Mm -hmm. because they feel like health is not for them. And that is so unfair. Yeah. And I, and I loved everything that you did, did there because you're right. Like, um, I have a, I have a client and I love her to pieces. Let's call her Sally to protect the innocent. And Sally, it's just like, she's like, Kim, I just need a plan. I just need a plan. And for Sally, like she just can't really get out of her own way. When Like when we first started working together. And so every time we would start, like life would come at her and she's like, "Ah," because she's trying to do 400 things. And then all it takes is like one little thing to not work for her that week. And uh, she starts again on Monday. And so we've been working more on trying to really like unpack her from doing 400 things. I'm like, just do one thing. Like, I want you to have a win this week. And I don't care what it is. It could be going to bed on time. It could be actually, you know, getting a meal. And I don't care what it is. I just want you to have one thing that you are going to focus on and get your win this week. And so again, usually like she's one of my, you know, we work together and then she gets busy and she's like, I'm going to catch up with you later. And then uh, 
I think this is right in the middle of COVID, the whole 75 hard thing started to become oh, yes. this, this big thing. And she's like, Kim, what do you think about this? And at this point, I had like fringe heard about it, but I didn't really like look too hard into it. So I'm like, hang on, let me look at it and I'll, 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 I'll let you know. And I was like, oh, hell no. And she's like, why? And I said, I go, you struggle with commitment. I go, if you don't do all of these things in one day, you have to start all over again. How motivating is that going to be for you? I'm like, and I'm all for like having a, a, a set challenge. I'm all for that. But it's like, I want you to have success at the end of it, not feel like that was like setting you up to be on Survivor, except for there wasn't a million dollars on the line. And kudos to the people that are able to commit to yes. those things. You know, but I don't know about you, Kim, but I have three kids. I run three businesses. I already get up early and go to the gym a few days a week. Like I, I mean, I also walk with my, my dogs, with my kids. Like we try to find time to do stuff together like that. But when those types of things start taking me away from the things I love in life, that to me is not living. Like right. I don't know about you, but kudos to the people that that like motivates them and drives them. But that's such a small percentage. This goes back to my point about we have this perception about what it takes to be healthy. And right. it's so like outside of what the majority of us need. So when I'm working with drivers, which really are everyday people, just like you and me, they just have, you know, a unique work environment. I'm teaching them like, Hey, let's, let's look at getting one fruit, one vegetable. And let's try to drink one bottle of water. Right. But we turn off our electronics 15 minutes early before bed yes. to help you be able to relax and wind down. So you stop saying you can't sleep. How about when you get up in the morning, you do two simple stretches to help reduce back pain to right. me is how you create longevity, you reduce pain, you start feeling good, you have more energy. It's things no matter what where you are, no matter what your situation is, no matter hell or high water, you can do these things. That's healthy living. Yeah. And I, that and I, is a healthy life. And I think slowly that messaging is getting across that it's not this, you know, the no pain, no gain, the black or white. Yes. Yeah. I think it's getting across that like, yeah, maybe some days I do have time for a walk and a workout, but then a day like today, I've been like on the run since 1030 in the morning. I wouldn't have the time and actually, okay. I probably could find the time, but I wouldn't want to find the time. I would feel so crunched so yeah. that like I gave my, you know, I would have to, be in that place where I could give myself that space. I can give that self that grace of like, you know what? Today's just not the day for a two a day. Yeah. And I call exercise bonus. So yeah. if you're moving throughout the day, a couple minutes here, two minutes there, three minutes there, at the end of the day, you could have had it up to 15 or 20 minutes of active on purpose movement that you wouldn't have always had. And if you decide to do yoga or go to the gym or do some stretching or go for a walk, that's all bonus. And you get those bonuses, you know, throughout the week, but your life and your health and your fitness are not dependent on that box of exercise. And up right. to this point, that's how most of us were checking the health and fitness box, got to the gym, went to yoga, 
right. did my walk. And but then yet everything else they did during the day was sedentary, 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 which also from a fitness perspective and a movement perspective is a big reason why people have injuries. I used to work with yeah. marathoners and triathletes a lot, and they'd go from a desk job mm -hmm. to running 10 miles. And then they're like, my knees are hurting. I tore my meniscus. My ACL is bad. I have plantar fasciitis. And I'm like, well, I hate to tell you, it's because you're going from nothing to extreme something, right. and you have to learn to bridge that gap, and your body doesn't have time to catch up. This right. is why you're hurting so bad. And that was just like a mind-blowing concept to them, because what do they do? They go to the or doctor and they get orthotics, because right. they have plantar fasciitis. I'm like, just so you know, the plantar fasciitis didn't go away. You oh, just God, yeah. masked the symptom, so you don't feel the plantar fasciitis, right. you know, or they like, you know, wear, wear a band around their back when they're lifting weights. And I'm like, yeah. that doesn't take the strain away from your back. You're just supplementing it. So you don't feel yes. it when you're lifting the healthy weight. That's not healthy. That's not fitness. Like right. we need to start peeling back those layers and really ask ourselves, what are we doing? Yeah. I have a friend who like, you know, in order to work out, like literally straps on the the knee braces and the 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 thing around their um they elbow. look like bionic man. <laughs> right. And I'm and I and I and I look at them and they're like like, oh you you is this not a good brand? And I was like, Do you know why your knees hurt? Like I, I that's I go, that's the only thing I'm thinking is like if you knew why your knees hurt, like I have a friend who was power lifted back in the eighties. We didn't know shit back then. So you were there was a lot of bad information out there so yeah oh, sure. so great You're like yeah like you lifted like you lifted in the 80s like yes bad knees because i'm sure all the stuff we've learned now we would never do that but like the people who now are just like, oh yeah i just put on braces because i have bad knees i'm like well do you know why you have bad knees like is there some type of movement that you're doing is there some type of like uh, inefficiency that's going on with you other than i just have bad knees and i went to cbs well, and it's interesting because, you know, working with all ages of people, you know, through my career, and now I work mainly with people that are like 45 to 65. And one of the things I've recognized is that as we age, as we get older, here we are, you know, lifting weights is great. Weight bearing exercises helps you build bone density and lose weight and stay toned. But as we get older, one thing is certain, we get stiffer. Mm -hmm. We get stiffer. Gil Hildley calls it the fuzz. We get more fuzz on our tissues, our fascia. And so if we're not melting that fuzz every day through stretching, through movement, it builds and builds and builds just like right. a coat in a closet that hasn't been worn in 10 years. There's a thick layer of dust. So we need one of the biggest nutrients we need is movement is stretching yeah. is flexibility because it's cool that you're the strongest person on the planet, but if you can't move, uh. what good is that strength? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a bartender back in the day and this, he was a bodybuilder and you know, you keep the supplies above here and you talked about reaching earlier and he had like, you know, built his muscle so much that like, this is, you know, for those, Can't of, you get watching, his arms up. For those of you watching the audio, like I could barely lift my, my arms like above my head. 
And like, he could barely, and I'm like, dude, you're like 20 something years old. And like, you've like built your muscles so much that this is your, this is like your end range of motion. Like you couldn't reach something high up in the cabinet because you're so like muscle bound. Which goes back to my four essential movements, squatting, reaching, bending, and twisting. You can also just check yourself. Can I do those things? How easy is it for me to do those things? Do I have discomfort when I do those things? And start exploring and paying attention to why it is you can or can't move with ease because just because you can run 20 miles, just because you can lift heavy weights, if it's difficult for you to get out and out of your truck, if it hurts for you to go upstairs, that's not healthy, my friend. Yeah. And it's time to reassess that. Yeah, no. And you're, and you're right. And, you know, throughout our conversation, you've given like these little like nuggets of ways that you can intersperse activity intersperse health because you know both of our worlds are intersect because the the number one thing that someone will tell you is why they can't time number one and so you're like all right like while you're pumping gas do 10 squats you know like you got not you got shit else to do while that pump is going uh do 10 squats you know pace in your truck you know, pace around your truck if 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 it works yes. for you. Yes. Take your arms behind your back and interlace your fingers and just stretch your chest open. Right. Reach overhead and do a side bend. Cross your ankle over your knee and bend forward for a hip stretch. All of these things count. And at right. the end of the day, if you add them all up, you may have done 10 movements. You may have done, you may have done 15 minutes of activity. Like just because it's not all compacted into one thing, it doesn't mean it doesn't count. If we look at other um, cultures across the world, we look at more rural areas. What we know about those people is that they move more in their everyday life. Their jobs require right. their physical body. Now, obviously, we want to work smarter, not harder, and like don't dig ditches for a living. My dad did that and he killed his body. But right. what we do know is we need to move more, but move smarter, move more frequently, and make sure we're moving with ease. And in our society today, we all have the capability of doing that. And it really comes down to we're choosing not to. And my friends, if truck drivers Mm. can add more fitness into their day, they can get more active. Anybody can. Right. So when you were, you know, the guy first came to you said, hey, let's do this business. You know, what were some of the kind of the resistance that you faced with the truckers? Because, I mean, that's not, you know, they're more of the like, this is what we're life on the road kind of people, you know, like we're not like, let's get healthy. I'm sure there's a percentage of people who are, but the bulk of them aren't exactly the picture of health. Yeah. And so one of the things I did was do some research and there were, you know, a few people out there, um, a couple other men that were kind of teaching fitness, but their idea of it was very traditional, like do these jumping jacks outside your truck, lift these weights. And I'm like, uh, the last time I checked, I have yet to ever see a truck driver working out outside their truck. I'm sure they're out there, but I don't see that happening. And I kind of pulled from my background and my approach to yoga and mindfulness and movement. And I was like, I think we can do this better. And so that's really when like the premise of working out inside the truck, but in small doses, a lot of stuff I teach them, it can do safely while driving um, and kind of breaking it up throughout the day. 
to become more approachable and really break down the stigma. That was one thing I saw wasn't happening. No one was breaking down the stigma. They were just like slapping fitness on a truck driver and be like, you can be healthy too. And I'm like, well, this is clearly not working because they're not receptive to this. And I started talking to drivers. I started asking them. I did a beta test with a group of drivers and I'm like, I want your feedback. And my goal, my goal has been even before trucking, has never been weight loss because I believe weight loss is a side effect to healthy right. changes. I also believe weight gain is a byproduct to unhealthy choices. Mm. Now, sometimes we have an anomaly in our body, hormones are out of whack, but even that, we want to ask ourselves, how did that happen? Right, like, right. Why is that occurring? So we can kind of trace backwards. So I, I really looked at creating, you know, a program and approach to fitness that was practical, that had nothing to do with yoga. People are always like yoga and trucking. I'm like, it's not what you think. Like, huh. We're not doing warrior two. I don't promote, <laughs> I don't sell yoga mats. Like, like I, I don't, I don't have any yoga mats to sell. And people are always like blown away by that. I'm like, well, because that's not practical. Like right. that, that creates a barrier or a stigma right. for as to why they wouldn't do it. Like right. I want you know, those drivers that have never, ever moved ever a day in their life. So where I'm different than maybe other programs is they're really targeting people that already are interested in health. I'm targeting people that never thought that they would ever be healthy. And so right. I want to eliminate all those barriers because that's how I felt. I felt like I'll never be able to be healthy. I'll never be able to live, live, live a normal lifestyle right. because this idea of recovery was black or white. Either right. you're in recovery or you're not in recovery. And right. it was no wonder I like cycled and spiraled for years because I'd make one mess up and be like, well, threw that out the window, which goes back to the 75 hard thing. Right. I go a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and I'd be doing really good. And then I'd blow it because something else kind of came up and I, right. and I you know, acted and I'm like, well, I guess now I'm back at square one. And then someone said to me, a therapist said, you know, hope you're never starting over. You're just turning the page and beginning again the next day. Right. And that was like so profound for me because I was like, oh, I am further than when I first started. Right. Like I'm it not regressing just because I had one mess up just because, you know, you eat a piece of cake or you do whatever. It doesn't mean you throw all the work in, right. like in, in the garbage can that you've done up to this point. And that was such an aha moment for me, Kim, because I never, ever looked at it that way. Right. I thought when I made a mistake, everything I did right. was out the window. Right. Like and I thought that I thought really realizing everyone, a lot of other people think this way too. Agreed. And it's funny because it's like, I think about um, like two things I always kind of share with my clients when they have those like, you know, catastrophic mess ups in their mind you know they'll be like kim was a horrible week and i'm like and you know, in your mind i'm like I'm, a, I'm i'm picturing like hiroshima like when you say horrible like how bad could it be like and they're like oh, well i only got a 20 minute workout in and you're like hmm okay and then you kind of like you know csi it you're like okay so you only got a 20 minute workout in let's just have the day go and then they like, well, you know, my kid got sick and I had to go pick him up at school. Okay, so your kid got sick. You had to pick him up at school. So it wasn't because you said no. You had an unforeseen circumstance. I'm like, unforeseen circumstances are going to happen. I'm like, what if you got to the gym and forgot your shoes? I forgot your pants. I've done both. <laughs> I hear you, sister. <laughs> and, and so it's like, we like, you know, like you, like you catastrophize it and you just kind of like, 
if we just ex- take ourselves out of it for the moment and say, what happened? And then you're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. It was just like one little thing got out of alignment and all I had to do was just readjust and I'm back where I began. Or now that I know when this comes up, how to adjust. Yes. Well, and it's human nature. We we actually are designed, our brains are designed to notice the negative. Oh, like God, yeah. we, it's, a, it's a human mechanism to protect ourselves. Like we see that, but we have become so obsessed with it where it's just like, look at all the imperfections, see where we went wrong. Uh, even throughout the day, it's like you wake up and maybe, you know, you forgot something at home on your way to work. It doesn't mean you have to throw the rest of the day away. It right. doesn't mean you have to think, well, now this day sucks. No, you just forgot something. And right. I do that sometimes too, where sometimes maybe I forgot, I scheduled an appointment with someone and then I was late or I right. missed something altogether. And I like beating myself up and then I don't go to the gym or I, I decide to eat cake instead for dinner. And then I just kind of like keep it dragging. Then I'm angry at my husband and I'm like pouting and he's like, what's your deal? And then it rubs off on him. And then our kids are upset because we're grouchy. And I'm like, this could have all been avoided hope if you would have just forgiven yourself for what you did asked for grace. If the other person is upset, you can't control that. And then move on. Like you can still have a good day and make not so good choices. Like that can happen simultaneously. And that's one of those aha moments that I had again. Mm. Uh, And I try to promote that to my drivers. Like you can still not feel the best and still go and walk outside. You can still not be in the mood to eat healthy and just eat the dang orange. Like just because you don't like water is not a good enough reason to not drink water. And we kind of have to get in our heads a little bit and start calling ourselves out as to why do I think this? Who told me this? And why am I acting on it this way? Like I'm in control. I'm adult. Unless you are five years old, anyone listening to this, you are a grown ASS adult. You can make your own decisions. Start making better ones. You know, it's so funny. Uh, I always, because, uh, you know, all the, like my clients are over 40 and they will, you know, we are looking for permission, right? Permission to have the night out with your sweetie, permission to go on vacation and be a little looser with our food. Right. And so I always say to people, I'm like, you're a grown ass woman. Right. I'm like, especially if you have children, I'm like, you're a grown ass woman, you have children. So like, here's where you can make a decision and own it, like make the decision and decide that yes, I am going to have fun food on my vacation, but I'm not going to be an idiot. So, you know, just like you tell your drivers, you're like, hey, it's okay for you to like have that cheesy burger because like, guess what? On your route, there's probably like one place that you're like, they make the best burgers on the planet. Have that best burger on the planet. Have that experience because you're just going to keep thinking about it. And then inevitably you're going to be searching for something that's going to give you that same like light up sensation that's going to be way worse than if you just had that burger from the best burger place on your route. I agree. I agree. Well, and, and also it's like, you don't need a triple, right? Right. Like just have one. Uh, I kind of giggle to myself thinking about the, the vacation thing. 
you know, I really love fitness. It's been a big part of, of my recovery and, and how, you know, just staying healthy. But when we go on a vacation, my husband's not, not so much. We like doing activities, but he's not really a workout kind of person at the right. point in his life. And for years, I was like, if he's not working out, I'm not going to work out. But then I kind of felt lousy because that's a big part of me feeling good every day is like getting mm. movement in. And finally, like a couple of years ago, I was like, what am I doing? So I started getting up and I'm like, I'll be back in, you know, 45 minutes and I go to the gym or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to do whatever. And it was like, I came back and he was totally fine. He's laying in bed. He's drinking coffee. He's having a great time because he's having his alone time. And I come back feeling good. And it was like, I had this moment, Kim, where I was just like, you have spent 15 years being yes. married thinking that you can't do this because he's not. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because it's like you just, you know, you just went ahead and did it. But yes. had you had you like 10 years prior said, hey, honey, would you be cool if I went just went downstairs and got a quick workout in? He'd be like rock on with your bad self. Well, that's how it started. I was like not going for walks when I wanted right. to at night because he got home. And then one day I was like, would you be upset if I went for a walk? And he was like, the look on his face, we're high school sweethearts, we've known each other forever. And he looked at me with almost disgust. And he was just like, why are you asking me? And I was right. like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, right. And it's so funny because it's like, the things we build up in our minds, like this, this whole, you know, like, oh, I'm not a good wife. If I like, like this leave. story, this right. If story. I, if I leave when he comes home, like, what does that say to him? And if anything, he's like, I want that 20 minutes to myself too. I'm cool. yes. He's like, peace out. See you later. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's funny. Cause it's like, I like from time to time, like I'll, work out my husband like well why did you ask me and I was like you gotta ask me brother because like if you say you want to work out with me and I get up and you don't want to work out with me I'm frustrated because I'm like I'm waiting for you and I'm like I could have been I could have been done because so, you've got a routine you're, you're, you're you got your agenda right like I get up I get a cup of coffee and I'm I'm, I'm like working out but if you say you're gonna work out with me you can't like not work out with me because I'm like I'm waiting for you because I don't want to be rude because you ask me, you don't really ask me that often. So I want to make sure that you feel included, but I'm like, I'm the get up and go. And I always wake up before my husband. So that's, that's Kim time. Like I get up, I, I work out, I go for my walk and I'm happy as a clam. When I come back, we could like, world, I could solve world peace after that. Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. And for those of you listening, like what's the story you've created in your head and when I really stepped back and observed my thoughts throughout the day, um, even how I was responding to things like emails or not responding or my kids, like I really started paying attention. I realized that 90% of how I was responding to the day was made up on false beliefs. Yeah. Like I actually made up some reason as to why. I can or can't do something, should or shouldn't do something. When I had my yoga studio and like the weather would be bad or I was really feeling sick, I'm always like, I got to show up because my students are going to be mad. And I was like, I'm really sick. And like, here I am, like trying to like make it work because somewhere in my head, I was like, you have to show up, you know, through hell or high water. Like you can't, you can't like take care of yourself because you're in charge and you have to show up and you have a business for everyone else. And I was like killing myself trying right. to do that. And I'm just like, who said that? 
Who said that like you can't cancel class because you're not feeling well? Who said that like if the weather's really shitty and you don't want to drive that you can't do that? Like nobody else, everyone else is just like, oh, it's too bad. I'm not going to go to class. Like why do, why can't I do that? And so I had all of these like fake things in my head that I had like grabbed from childhood or seen somewhere or someone said to me and I like took it the wrong way. And I really started unpack them. One, they were a lot of connected to health and wellness, but two, they were connected to like me not allowing to be me and live my life the way I want, which I was like, whoa. And then I started realizing other people were doing the same thing to them, either keeping themselves sick, keeping themselves unhealthy or unhappy, but also sometimes sabotaging themselves when they start having success. Like, ooh, don't lose too much weight. Ooh, don't be too healthy. Because somewhere along the lines, they have this idea that if they are that type of person, people won't like them or they Mm -hmm. change too much, whatever it is, like, Take it, take inventory listeners and really look at your life. You might be surprised at what you see. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's so true. Cause it's like many of us build up stories that for some reason I can't, or because, Oh, I, I can't put my kids in childcare at the gym. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a bad person. I'm a right. bad mom. So they've been in daycare all day and how dare I put them in another hour or 30 minutes of daycare while I go to the gym. And, you know, I, I, I hear it all the time. And, and I know that for some people that right now, it feels like so heavy, it feels so real. And and I am not, you know, Hope and I are not trying to disparage those feelings from you. Oh, We're, I've been there. I've been there. Right. Leaving I've been at there. night when my kids just got home from school to go to the gym. And I'm like, oh, they feel like I'm leaving them. They don't even care. <laughs> right. They, they're like, Deuces. <laughs> because then I come back and I'm all in on them. And if I wouldn't have gone, I probably wouldn't have done something with them as much because I'm distracted. I'm not feeling complete. I'm not taking care of myself. What I've also noticed, because my oldest is 14 now, is I care about my health. And what I'm seeing now is he's acting on things like that. He wants to take care of his health. He wants to come to the gym with me now. And so I'm modeling healthy behavior by choosing to go exercise when they're home and present. I'm modeling for them when I choose to make a smoothie, when I eat healthy and have a salad, like they might not do it now, but I'm modeling this behavior for them that this is what healthy men and women do. This is what healthy adults and parents do. They take time out of their day to take care of themselves so that they can be better parents. And so once I flipped that script for myself, because I want my kids to grow up and I want them to take care of themselves. I want them to exercise. I want them to Move. I want them to eat healthy. And if I'm not modeling that for them when they can see it, how do you expect them to learn that? Right. And I and and it's funny because I, I have a good friend, Carrie, and um she had twins and she was like, the only way it could work out was like she would literally put them in the car seats and she would be working out in front of them. And then like as they, you know, got older in the car seats, you would see them crawling around while she was working out. And she was just like, I want to model to my children that this is what health looks like, that it's not this specific thing, but she also wanted to model to other moms that like, you don't have to go to the gym. Like she's like, I doesn't have to be perfect. Right. She's like, I have twins. She's like, for me to get into a car, it's like an hour long process because inevitably, you know, you have children, you know, that like 
trying to get like one kid's all set and then the other kid's like naked you're like how did you get naked like what's happening and then like by, by the time you get ready the, the first kid is done something else and the second kid's ready and you're just like it's like oh my god so she goes i just stopped trying to go to the gym and just be like be crazy at home so i could get something done what works for you what works for somebody else might not work for you what does health look like for you what does exercise look like for you i mean like you said that can be you walking in place and lifting soup cans as you watch you know paw patrol with your four-year-old like they're probably gonna do it with you and think it's super fun like make it an activity i used to do yoga and i still do and my kids will join with me and they loved it and we made it fun and we made an activity i got movement in was it like the perfect yoga session no but there was a bonding of health. I got movement in, we laughed. Like it, it really is like, we have to kind of give ourselves some slack and some permission to not be perfect and to not have to have it in a certain way. And when we get it that way. Awesome. Like check that box off. That's great. But cut yourself some slack. It doesn't have to be 75 hard, 365 days a year. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think that's a perfect way to like end our conversation because she like, I, you know, from her saying, I am the perfect person for your podcast to be like, oh, to be like, <laughs> yes, you are the perfect person for my podcast because like everything she said was like, you can be a truck driver or you can be a busy mom. Like it's the simple little things, or you could have all the time in the world, but so many of us put all of these parameters, like it has to look this way in order for me to be healthy. And so yeah. I absolutely love all the little tips and tricks that you shared with us. I always ask people um, this one question, what is one thing that makes you feel magical? One thing that makes me feel magical Gosh, um, I think the one thing that makes me feel magical is when this is going to sound kind of silly, but it's when I take a shower and I wash my hair and maybe I curl it or I straighten it and I put on, you know, not like just regular yoga clothes every day, but maybe I wear like a nice pair of jeans and a nice blazer or something. I go somewhere and I feel I look as good as I feel. And I don't oh. mean that on a superficial level. I mean, like, I feel like I'm showing up for life. And because yeah. I do dress so casual every mm -hmm. single day, yep. those days that I can kind of like up level myself a little bit, I notice a mental shift for me and it feels so good. It reminds myself that I can rise and that I am mm -hmm. the person on the outside that I know I am on the inside. And so I love those moments because it doesn't happen every day. And so I just feel like I'm stepping into that next level of myself when I do that. I absolutely, I, I love that because, you know, as a fitness professional too, it's really easy for us to get caught up in the Lulu's and a sweatshirt. It's really yep. easy to get caught up in that. And so it's like the like, you know, sometimes the shower doesn't happen until about five o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> depending on the day. So I totally like I, I get that. Uh, and so you've shared a lot of stuff. Where can people find you? Because, you know, like she's, you know, like she said, many of this, the things she shares is not about you being in the cab of a truck. Many of these things can be easily done if you're someone who is like strapped to your desk. 
Yes. Yes. So where well, can you people can find, find me? You? The, the best place you can find me is really on social. And I'm always sharing ideas and strategies and techniques uh, for all over life and health. And you can find me at Hope Zavara, that's Z-V-A-R-A, or MotherTruckerYoga.com. Follow me, give me a like, uh, say hey that you listen to us here on the podcast. And I would love to be able to help any one of you on your journey to health and wellness. Oh, this has been more than what I expected. So thank you yeah. so much for your persistence with me. You're, and you're thank welcome. Thank you so much for sharing all of this great, like really simple to and attainable, like simple and attainable that uh, information for my listeners. You are so welcome. Thanks so much, Kim. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.